Today's episode of This Life Ain't For Everybody is brought to you by Banded. If you're tired of settling for second-rate gear that doesn't perform when it counts, look no further than Banded, the ultimate choice for hunters and outdoor enthusiasts. From top-of-the-line hunting jackets to ultra-comfortable, meticulously crafted waders, Banded has everything you need to take your outdoor game to the next level. And what's more, their gear and camel patterns are anything but average, designed to give you the edge you need to succeed. But it's not just their gear that makes Banded stand out. Their accessories, like their backpacks, are built to withstand anything the outdoors can throw at you. And their decors are trusted by the best guides and outfitters across the nation. Trust us, you won't find better gear anywhere else. Head over to Banded.com and experience the difference for yourself. Choose Banded and dominate the outdoors like never before. This episode of This Life Ain't For Everybody is also brought to you by Lear. Looking for a high-quality truck accessory that's built to last? Look no further than Lear. With over 50 years' experience in the industry, these guys know what it takes to make your ride look and perform at its best. Whether you're looking for a fiberglass or aluminum cap, a hard or soft cover, or accessories to customize your truck, Lear has you covered. Their products are made with only the best materials, and their innovative features provide added convenience and security for truck owners. Head over to Lear.com to explore their range of products and to take your driving experience to the next level. Colton McKivitz. Yes, sir, man. <clears throat> did you uh, did you ever have to pinch yourself that you're actually an NFL football player? Because, I mean, it's like it's every football player kid's dream in Pop Warner, mm-hmm. high school football, Friday Night Lights. You got movies made after it. Um, is it something that you... We're gonna get into the history, but do you have to pinch yourself? Like it's gotta be a it's gotta be a killer job, huh? No, oh, I mean it's awesome. Uh, I never thought growing up that I would be. You know, it was always baseball, and uh, you know that was my first love. I had CDs of you know hitting home runs in the bottom of the ninth. You know, playing baseball. I wish I was a lefty like my dad. You know, maybe I'd be doing that. But I, I definitely pinch myself. You know, I the only reason I did football is because it's a way for me to get college paid for. So uh, it was it was pretty sweet to. To be here now and then four years in, man, it's a heck of a journey. I'll let Rob ask you some questions too, but you you just admitted that you love baseball more. Oh yeah, I, <laughs> I was a diehard man, diehard baseball guy. Well, I mean, you're six six. You you you'd probably be throwing all close to triple digits on the if you're on the bump. Uh, what what position is a six foot? Pitchers aren't built like you. They could be six six like Randy Johnson, six <laughs> yeah. nine. But what position would you freaking play in baseball? Catcher? No, nah, it was it was first and pitch. Uh, we were talking about it yesterday in the cafeteria. I was like, man, I'd probably be a reliever, you know, two seam, four seam, throw a little slider and a circle change, and I'd be good to go. <laughs> <laughs> Your athletic ability, could you get on the bump and do that? Like you could get on the bump right now and look at, get a sign from the catcher and no problem? I'd get the sign. I don't know how fast or if my arm would last that long, but <laughs> I'd get one across the plate. So you don't have to pinch yourself. You you did this because it pays for a Division One scholarship at West yeah. Virginia. But at this point in your life right now, you you are 100% committed to this lifestyle of becoming an all-pro, a Super Bowl champion. You're playing for one of the greatest organizations in NFL history. Um, there's, you know, there's some touted organizations there with yeah. the Patriots and the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones. and um, But the 49ers, I mean, they're stout. Yeah, Rob's worked for the organization before. What 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 does it mean to you? Like, are, are you are you humbled by it? Are you are you driven to it? Like, are you one hundred percent committed to this lifestyle and this organization? Oh yeah, um, you know, you get drafted and you know fifth round pick, 
you know, I was like, oh, this, you know, it's awesome. You know, you, you get the signing bonus and everything, and you know, you, it's kind of like a you know a redshirt year. You know, you play a little bit, and year two I get cut. So, um, you know, I almost found my way out of the league real quick, or at least on another a team. Um, you know, through you know P squad and working away, I got opportunity the last game of the year and uh, two years ago. So. Um, you know, my love for this organization and, and football in general is driving me now this year. Um, we're an opportunity. I get to play. You know, I get to start. It's it's mine to lose. And um, wait know. a minute, you just said you already you've been named the starter. Right now, mine to lose. Yeah. Good night, boy. Yeah. That's kind of cool for and to them for them to come out and say that and have that much you know trust in my ability right now uh, with you know the limited amount of work I've had. You know, started five games, played in a couple others. Um, for them to come out and say that—that's that's a huge, you know, boat of confidence in the, in their world. So, you know, all it's balls in my court now. You know, I got to live up to the to the expectations of of being a right tackle for the 49ers. You know, as, as you said, it's as impressive as a organization and the and the legends that walk through that building. It's it's pretty humbling. Rob, with your association with college football and professional football. Is that what linemen look like? Like, I, I mean, I haven't been around a lineman since high school, but he don't look like a lineman to me. I thought linemen had big old bellies like Tony Segusa. <laughs> I mean, for real, like, it, it, aren't you supposed to, like, get as fat as you can to be a lineman in the NFL? No or way. things change, Rob? I want, I want to know. Well, things have changed because the game, for a while there, it was all about the big, heavy linemen and, and just moving bodies. And then they went to more of the speed. I mean, I think they're – not fully going mm. to the college game, but but a lot of teams want to move. And and if you got a mobile quarterback, then the lineman got to be able to move. So I was just going to ask, how are your feet? Yeah, I mean, they got to be pretty good. Got some good feet. <laughs> got to be pretty yeah, good. I mean, that's the key. He looks. He, you look great. Yeah, yeah, yeah you look great. So what is the tackle's job? Is that protect the quarterback? You open up holes for the running back. <clears throat> There's a center. Mm-hmm. Center, a guard on guards. each side of him, yep. and then tackles on the outside. Yeah. Then a tight end. Mm-hmm. Then the wide receivers are the flank. Then you got the halfback and the fullback. Then you got the quarterback. Yeah. What does a tackle do? Um, tackles all about you know guards and inside. It's all depth of the pocket, and then we control the edges of the pocket and pass protection. So our width of the protection, and then also um, the edge of the pocket. So usually QB sets up seven eight yards, and we have to control that edge. So we don't give up short corners for sacks. And then run game, it's, you know, we're either setting the edge or taking it. And then on the inside game, it's, you know, we're, we're creating running lanes, blocking deuce blocks and B blocks and all that kind of stuff. So you're – a lot of people don't understand that, you know, they, they look at the hype players, you know, the receiver running across, Jerry Rice catching a pass, or Roger Craig running for the Niners back in the day, <clears throat> Joe Montana or Steve Young. They get a lot of this celebration. Then you got the defensive side of the ball. <clears throat> it's linebackers, mm-hmm. right? It's rushing, blitzing, smoking the quarterback, hitting somebody hard as they come across the middle. People, I don't think, understand that linemen are involved in every single play. It's not easy play. I mean, you're taking claws to the head. Like it, those helmets only protect so much. <laughs> before before we go on, I want to just get it. I just want to get it out of the way. How much does injury and longevity and brain and, and all the CTE and everything that's come out about about football players, 
How much does it weigh on you being a young man, being very active? Is it talked about a lot or is it just kind of swept under the carpet? Because uh, linemen are going through a lot on every single down of the ball to where a receiver might not be. You know, he might just run a post pattern and and just to take the attention off of what really the play is. Right. But linemen are in the thick of it every play. So does it weigh on you that this is a a game that that could potentially harm you? Because I've seen some hellacious injuries Mm -hmm. in football. And we talk about it all the time. I have a daughter. I played football in high school. I played college baseball. I would not let my son today play the sport of football after what I witnessed. Talk to me just about that mindset. No, no, football's still the sport of kings. It's Mm -hmm. still the best. It's still for the tough guys. But... What, how much does that par- parlay into your mindset, your training, and everything about what could potentially happen in this game that is, in my opinion, dangerous? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it's you know still the tough guy sport. Everyone loves to talk about it. But um, for me, I mean, I went through a, you know my first major injury last season, MCL, grade three, you know, came back in, in six weeks. Um, you know, a couple other guys, two MCLs, and then concussion-wise, I mean, guys are starting to switch over to better helmets or different helmets because a lot of it's looks or brand or, or how a guy looks, and now guys are starting to, you know, they're taking taking some pretty big hits inside, and um, you know, they're switching over to to you know newer, more advanced protection helmets and everything. But you know, offensive line, man, it's it's a grind every day. You know, it's not the prettiest or. Um, you know the attention but you know it's a group of five guys that you know every play we have to be perfect or if one guy's off the play doesn't work so um you know you get scratches and bumps and scrapes but um you know guys have 13 year careers and other guys have one or two so um, we all know the risk of playing this game but you know we do it anyways because we love it colton's the workhorse which which i love Got to have those five guys deep and and going at it, mm-hmm. you know. And and like you said, they're they're a team of themselves. And and some of the you you're around great guys. The running backs and the and the quarterbacks appreciate your work, right? So oh yeah, they they treat us well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What does that mean? They take you out to a nice cup of chowder on the on the fisherman's wharf, or they actually like buy you a car when you protect them in the a big playoff game. I mean, you've heard stories of what guys like Brady and have done. What do you mean they treat you well? Yeah, I mean, Zeke got guys in Dallas, you know, Gators, and I think Rogers got them the same thing up up in Green Bay. But uh, you know, McCaffrey got us, uh, you know, Matthews bows. All of us got us measured and everything. Got us customized bows and stuff. So, you know, they 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 appreciate the work that. You know, we we do for them. Do you do you wish you were built different so you could play one of those cooler positions, or is the offensive line what you want, where you want to be? Is like what Rob just said. Like y'all are a team in your own. You're down in the the pit the whole time, freaking battling. Do you you? But you started this conversation by saying, you know, growing up, you were had some really big time athletic ability. How much of a good athlete do you have to be in today's game of football? to be a tackle um or do you wish that you with your athletic ability were a tight end because that's what i see and you mm-hmm. like I, but again i don't know what a tight end supposed to look like but you don't look like a lineman to me i was surprised when you got got here today <laughs> no i mean out. yeah working out i guess <laughs> but i'm being for real like i just yeah. i have this impression of what a lineman would be i'm not around a lot of nfl linemen i don't you know you see them yeah. on tv 
Maybe the camera adds yeah. 30 pounds. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but Maybe. you're not built like an offensive lineman, in my opinion. But is this really yeah. what NFL is going to? Is like that there, yeah. you look like you could play linebacker or tight end. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, trust me, I'd love to catch a pass and, you know, spike the ball and take stay in the end zone celebration stuff. But, um, hate to interrupt you, but with Kyle, you might get a pass. Yeah, there, were, there, were, there might have been a couple plays in there, uh, here and there that you we had, catch one. had schemed up. But no, I mean, O line's just different. It's a different brand of ball. And, you know, the, like we've been saying, you know, the, the O line position is, is shifting towards more athletic, you know, guys who can run an open field, you know, get blocks downfield, second, third level of the defense. Um, you know, you different offenses, you know, have different needs. Like in, in Baltimore, you're going to have your 330, 340 pound guys that just maul people. And, you know, it's two, three yards of carry. And then you got offenses like you know, San Francisco, LA, um, you know, Chargers, where they're going to uh, maybe 295, 305, 315, 320, and guys who can run and get out of space. I mean, our left tackle, Trent Williams, I mean, generational talent i mean probably the best still left tackle that'll ever play the game of football um you know he's 330 pounds but runs runs like a receiver it's it's incredible the, the athleticism that guys are having these days do you as far as far as like the the game of football and playing every sunday sometimes they mic people up play a lot more than every sunday now there's thursday night football there's is there friday night football now no not yet not yet <laughs> soon um I always love those old NFL films. What was the guy's name that commentated? Howard. Who? Howard, Howard Cosell? No, not Howard Cosell. The, oh, John Madden. Madden. Joe Madden. Yeah, it might have been Madden. But then it kind of got to where they were micing up players. Mm-hmm. Is there a ton of shit talking that goes on on an NFL field? Like a lot, like every play, line, like Ray Lewis would be in your dish just talking mad shit? Like, or is there more respect on the field? Or is it a lot of disrespect and they're gonna they're trying to get the upper hand mentally on you oh yeah there's there's a lot of talk you'll get some guys who that's that's their whole brand um and then there's other guys that you won't talk to for a reason like you know, 99 in la you know we see them twice a year i was like we don't we don't really poke the bear on some of the guys because it just makes makes your job a lot harder than you know he's gonna try a lot harder play a lot harder um but yeah there's a lot of trash talking if you you stir a guy up it'll it gets pretty lively down there it does. Oh yeah. What does that feel like, Rob? I mean, can you imagine? What does a football stadium hold? Seventy thousand? I don't know. Like baseball yeah. stadiums are smaller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seventy thousand fans watching this game. Yeah. Was was West Virginia like that? Did you have a supportive crowd there that it was big audiences? I know, like Ohio State and Michigan and yeah. some of these colleges and the SEC have some really big stadiums now. But I mean, they're way big. It's, a lot of them are bigger than NFL yeah. stadiums, right? They're like yeah. in the hundreds. They're in the yeah. hundreds. The Wolverines yeah. and some like yeah. how, how? What does that do? Like that's got to be the most amazing feeling of running out of that freaking tunnel and seeing all of that energy in there and all that merch and the color and the mm-hmm. the cheerleaders and the flips going on i mean like that's got to be that's got to be an amazing feeling yeah I mean, there's that's why everyone you know the nfl not for long you know, everyone chases that addiction of getting that feeling that the roar of the crowd the, you know running out of the tunnel the smoke the fire you know the national anthem plane flies over a tear comes down your eye you know all all those things that go into a game day you know it's you you try and hold on to that as long as possible because you know there's there is nothing like it you know it's seventy thousand screaming you know men and women who just love and you know they work all week to buy that ticket and they just give you everything on sundays 
Yeah, you live in a place in the country that's very liberal, you know, the San Francisco and what's going on there. Out in the surrounding areas, man, it's like these all these fans are coming together in Palo Alto and Santa Clara and where where is the stadium now? Yeah, Santa Clara. Santa Clara. Mm-hmm. They don't give a shit. Like it's it's you know, they're cheering on the 49ers. What how does that and again, if you can't talk about this, just give me the yeah. no sign. But I mean, there's like some storied, storied bullshit that's gone on in the in the 49ers organization, whether it was Kaepernick and the and the whole kneeling, the 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 whole ideology of like the head baseball coach in San Francisco right now for the Giants says he'll never stand for the 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 national anthem again. I mean, come on. Like this is the home of the free and the land of the brave. You just said you get a tear when the Jets fly over. That's how it should be. Oh yeah. How bad does that piss you off that you live in a part of the country or do you just let it go and you have to because the organization's just like do your job, shut up. But a lot of people have got pretty boisterous about it. Do you ever want to? And how does that weigh on you with that reputation? Um, you feel it. Uh, you know, I'm not in a position to where I would be able to voice, you know, being <laughs> not as experienced in the league or I don't have a, you know, big enough name as some of these other guys, but uh, you know, you just kind of let it go. But, I mean, it's talked about in locker rooms and, and on the bench and, and everything, like what, what the deal would be or, or, you know, what our beliefs is. But, um, yeah, it's it's tough being being out here, you know, being back east and, you know, all born and raised Ohio and, and the whole West Virginia and then coming out here, you know, it's it's tough. But, you know, we all stick to our beliefs. You know, I got, you know, super good friends on the team already that we all, you know, believe, you know, that, fly, that jet flies over, man, it's – you pat your brother on the back, high five them, love you, and then it's it's go time. But it's it's tough, man. It, it's got Rob. Wouldn't you think that it would be tough to play in that climate of that negative attention being brought on with something? I, I mean, there's there's a, there's a chance to lose respect for what's going on. Um, you there's a chance that you might not get up as much uh, to play as hard for some somebody that's out there that saying these things. But that would really perturb me, like to be in an organization to where this stuff is being done, whether it was the Giants or whether it's some of the stuff that Kerr has said with, and, I'm, and I don't care that I'm calling out, you guys don't have to, but I don't, I don't, I, I have this whole analogy of shut up and sing. Mm, don't yeah. be a country music guy and get up there and tell me who you voted for and why I should vote for him. Don't be a comedian and get up, make me laugh, yeah. clown. Okay, like make me laugh. Like you're a quarterback, go play quarterback. We, the, all, all, this whole mindset that everybody cares what you think or say that's crazy to me. And it's always because of the elevated position that people get put in, in sports or in celebrity. There's been a lot of people, including Michael Jordan, one of the greatest of all time, greatest basketball player of all time, hands down. But he never said a freaking word. He yeah. never said anything. What would, how, do you, how would you control that, Rob? If you're the head coach. You're the, you're the, you're, you're the leader. Like what, how do you go about it of saying, this dude's a redneck. He might not believe in what you believe in, but he's protecting you on the offensive line. Right. Do you do you have the ability to tell that dude shut up? You're hurting our organization. I, I think I think because we we've hit on this a little bit, but I, I think as a coach that's tough. I I don't know. I think for the most part you just see a couple of the standouts. I think for the most part is it still 53 guys on the roster? Yeah, and then I think 17 Peace Squad guys. Yep. Yeah, practice. I, I think as you look at the team. Most of those guys have the same feeling, right? I mean, they're there for a reason. They're there to play the game and win. So so you have a couple of the outliers, and but some of that stuff is like, I'm sure that the conversation comes up between the guys. Hey, 
not today, not on the field. We got a job to do, right? Because that that can ruin a team. I, I, that's the hardest thing is you get a couple of those guys who stand out, and it can change the whole demeanor of the team. And you, the team has a goal, and that then that goal is to be the last team winning on that last Sunday, right? So so that's got to be the goal. And, and I think as a coach, you just try and preach that on the day in, day out and leave that stuff out and tell the guys, hey, I don't, want, I don't want to see you on social media. I don't want you doing that side stuff. But uh, what if it's the coach that says, I will never come out of the tunnel and stand uh, for this national anthem? How could those players tough. How could those players legitimately that's tough. give a rat's ass anymore? I would be like, what? Are you, like, I, I, could you it'd, do it? Like, could you, you can't play for that. You're forced to. Right. You know? Well, and you probably, some guys are probably going, man, I, I want to be traded. You, you, but again, if you're, the, if you're a rookie, you're not going, I want to be traded. Because you're going, I got, I got a job to do. I got to make a name for myself. So you're, you can be stuck, I, I think. Yeah, oh, 100%. Your hands, are, your hands are tied, yeah. Yeah, and you just go do your job. Uh, you know, again, it goes back to do your job, right? And, and you hope that that doesn't infiltrate the team and, and ruin it for everybody. What does it do to your psyche when you see the quarterback get crushed? You know, you're tight with him. He takes good care of you. What does it do to an offensive lineman's when he turns and goes, oh, God? Like it looks like a car wreck. Because, I mean, like, and there's some rules now. Oh, yeah. What is it called? Like hitting above the, the, the helmet, uh, spearing, is that what it's yeah. called? Yeah, spearing. There's a couple. I mean, quarterback is not off limits, but they've made it a little safer for Face for the NFL, him. you protect the shield, man. They they make sure their, their QBs are playing every Sunday. It sucks. I mean, you, you say run, run Trey or run uh, Brock. It used to be run Jimmy. I mean, you turn around and the guys chase him and you know sacks him. It, it sucks, you know. But uh, yeah, it, it pisses you off a little bit. Next play, you, you make sure you do your job even better. So it uh, it's not a good feeling. And, and trust me, coming off on the sideline, you'll hear about it. You will. Oh yeah. You does the quarterback ever let you have it? Like get over there and be like, dude. I will blow your car up <laughs> if you ever let that guy do it. Like, that cannot feel good. These guys are getting – let me ask you this real quick. That was a joke. Um, <laughs> has the game been pussified? Like, you look at guys like Jim Brown or Lyle Alzado we talked about, or Howie Long back in the day. Like, I'm not a football guy, mm-hmm. but I know something about – like, when Brian Bosworth was plays, he was eccentric, and he was he was that guy that brought attention to himself, but he laid people out for the Sooners and then the Seahawks. Bo Jackson's my favorite athlete of mm-hmm. all time. He would just – I mean, he was 6'2", 225 pounds, running a 41940. Um but they were tough. Like I'm not saying you guys aren't anymore. In your opinion, do all of these rules are they good for the game because it's it protects people mm-hmm. more and the injuries are down or are the injuries down? Because when I watch some of these NCAA Division One games, Col- 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 Colton, and I watch these NFL games, I'm just I even hear announcers go, "There's like 31 people on the injured reserve list. There's mm-hmm. there's people getting mashed." Now I know baseball has like you get your rotator cuff sprain and and you might you might mess up a foot a little bit or pull a hamstring, yeah. but they are not by any means getting destroyed by a lineman or a linebacker coming across. Has the game been is it kind of pansied out a little bit? Mm, I don't know if I would say that because the way the speed and the strength has gone up between athletes. I mean, look what happened in Buffalo and Cincinnati last year with um, Hamlin. I mean, crumbing across the middle and gets you know crushed, goes off on a stretcher. I mean, and there's you know we've seen some guys get knocked out and everything, but 
I think just the speed and the the strength of players nowadays and how fast the game has become. I think the rules maybe protect players, but also tries to slow it down a little bit. Because, I mean, there's guys flying around knocking people out. And I think that's their whole reason is they don't want to see that happen. But, I mean, it's happening right now. Like, what else could you do to, you know, not take away from the game of football itself? What could you do, Rob? Is it is it is it too violent still? Or because well, you, you you are a true we, football fan, you think it's yeah. the best sport in the world, right? I love football I, I, because I I say football is great because and and when we had Blake in here, you got eleven guys on both sides that have to do their job, or the quarterback gets tackled. I'm sure he takes it personally. He's like. Son of a bitch. You know, that guy got through on me. And, and that guy's trying his hardest to get to the quarterback, right? So you got these guys who are working against each other. Um, it's a difference in sport, right? So it's your, we, we talked about, we, we broke this down last week in my podcast. You've got non-contact sports, tennis, golf. You've got coll- contact sports, basketball, soccer. You've got a collision sport. And now you've got extreme sports. Collision sports and extreme sports, they're, they're dangerous, but you know the risk, right? It's it's a UFC. I is, know the UFC risk is not even my... close to being as dangerous as like football, though. I mean, these guys. The frick are... it ain't. <laughs> no way. There's no oh, way. Oh, oh I man. Mean, you talk about. You want to do I've, UFC? I mean, I've, <laughs> I I've been to a match or two. I uh, no, I don't want to go against Colton today there's in the never, afternoon there's either. There's never but, been a long term injury in MMA. I, I, that might be a little yeah, premature. That's a stretch. Not many people get knocked out and out for months and months at a time. They oh, get a black eye. Man. Yeah, but look at these guys now who are fighting a lot. They'll they'll have to miss a fight because they're fighting and preparing so much that they're so dinged up. Mm, so I don't know. About I mean, that. some of those guys. I'm thinking some of those guys. Are I think more football's the than, most dangerous. It's way da- more dangerous than I don't know rugby. I don't watch enough rugby, but I've never, like he says, people flying around. And I agree that I I think it's it's so hard because. Like you were right on it, Colton. The speed of the game is different. It, it it is crazy. And and the first guy who I saw, I was I was on the sideline and um, um, shoot, I'm a, a Dennis Dennis Brown. He was a big defensive lineman, and he was a little heavy. He was probably 340, but he ran right at a a four like a right at a five flat four nine five forty. Watching that guy run after Steve Young, and he was running him down. I'm like, oh my god! I mean, that Mack truck could fucking fly. It was, it's scary watching a guy who's 300 pounds. What's your 40, by the way? It was five three. I was slow, man. That's I had to work bad. for everything. <laughs> what do you What do you now? You can't play in the NFL with a five three, can you? Hey, ten yards, man. That's all I need. <laughs> that's right. That's <laughs> I need right. ten yards. But you got guys coming off the edge at. Four four. I mean, yeah, yeah. 250, 260 pounds at four four. Yeah, I mean, Nick Bosa on our side every day. Yeah, two eighty five running four seven four eight, and all their job is to tackle that QB, and that's all he thinks about every single day. And then every single day, it's what he eats, what he sleeps, is based on tackling that QB. And you're asking a guy like me making, you know, I don't know, two mil to block a guy who's making twenty five, twenty eight. And it's like, you yeah, know, here. You get to practice again every day. <laughs> I get so to it makes see him pretty, every day. It makes you pretty good. But How yeah, does that go in football? Um, you just said you might be – the name just starts your job to lose. When does the money come? Like you, you have two more good seasons for the 49ers and they give you a long-term contract. Is that your goal? Because 
the amount of money that athletes can make today, I mean, you could set yourself up for life. Mm-hmm. Is this a driving factor in your, in your work ethic and performance of like, you want the big bucks or you just want the W? We've had the provider mentality for a long time. The ProviderLife.com, our rubs, our original 10 in the ultimate pack, including the swine and the flaky, the spawn, the drop time, the foul, the crosshairs, the Brit, the dragon, the Sonora. I know I'm missing a couple. Then we introduced the brand beef rub and the mother clucking chicken rub. And you can find recipes at ProviderLife.com. We just did Striper, Fresh Striper from the Sacramento River. Thank you, Rocky, Brad, Chris, Nolan, everybody that helps us get on the boat and catch these awesome fish. And then to share them with Les, my brother Clinton Clay, our family, our friends. Last night we did Napa Valley olive oil, lemon-flavored olive oil, capers, and butter with black pepper. Fresh Striper fillets. No breading, no crust. No carbs, high in protein, some fat in there from the butter and the oil, but the flavor blew my brother Clint's mind. We paired it with a little Jack Daniels 10-year-old on the rocks, and we were living high on the hog after we watched my nephew Chase win a baseball game for his 12-year-old team, the Padres. That's what life is all about, living that provider mentality, eating wild, eating that organic lifestyle, living off the land, understanding sustainability, eating what you harvest, eating what you catch, and learning how to make it taste good. Oh, man. Duck sucks. No, it doesn't. I promise you, Speckle Belly is the best meat you'll ever eat. I like it better than elk. I like it better than beef when it's done right with that crispy skin. So get the provider mentality. Check us out at theproviderlife.com. Check out the provider TV on the My Outdoor TV app, Mo TV, part of the Outdoor Sportsman's Group and the Outdoor Channel family of brands. We got more coming. We got so much more coming, and I'm going to start letting it out of the bag, but another podcast might be on the horizon, hosted by somebody that means the world to us. We can't wait to give you more details and information on that. But in the meantime, good luck out in the field. Good luck out on the rivers. I hope you get those wild turkey nuggets and that pickle juice right away and get ready to throw down with some different rubs on them the provider lifestyle we're so honored to live it thank you lord for letting us be outdoorsmen hunter gatherers conservationists and providers again the providerlife.com thank you for visiting i mean i'd love to have a great life i'd love to be hunting ducks and geese every day if i could and that's what i'm doing right now to to get that opportunity and uh yeah like you said two good years i mean if i you know make a pro bowl in there all pro whatever um you know that's that's life-changing money to set you know myself up and my family up for for the rest of our lives i mean some of these guys it can happen my my good friend who i hunt with and i'll see him next week is justin smiley the name ring a bell Mm -hmm. i've I've heard him uh, crimson tide and he signed the biggest offensive lineman contract at the time with the san francisco 49ers yeah absolute stud He's built kind of like you. Like, I've been around him some, but he's a little bit bigger than you. Um, he set himself up for life. Yeah. He's yeah. buying farms and ranches and houses and beach houses. And, like, you can't hide money, Justin. Like, I love him to death, and he deserves every single bit of it. But I'm talking, like, big-time powerful money. That shit mm-hmm. that Aaron Rodgers just signed, like, that's at, like it was 150 for three years. Yeah. Can you imagine? And I get it. You deserve every bit of that. I know there's people in the world that are like, these athletes make some. I'm like, yeah. You know how much money the owners of those teams are making because of these athletes? Do you know how many seats are in those asses because of these athletes and how many jerseys sell with McKivitz's name on it because they love him? That's all profit. Mm -hmm. These organizations, I mean, Jerry Jones is a multi-billionaire. He's not stupid. These athletes deserve 
the money they make for what they do. Now, it's easy to say, well, everybody should have a chance to make that kind of, no, it's, you know, that's life. But I've never had that mindset of like, man, these guys are making way too much money. Let me ask you this real quick. You might get yourself in a pickle with this one too with some of your teammates. <laughs> you made you made comment about your feet and you said that you were a pitcher and you had a circle change and a slider. Ten athletic events, maybe thirty, maybe twenty-five. Shoot a basketball, dribble a basketball, do a layup, catch a football, throw a football, run down the football field, mm. field a ground ball, get in the cage and hit a baseball, catch a fly ball, get in the pool and swim a lap. Get on the ping pong table and be able to grab a paddle and be able to rip it back and forth. Get in the bowling lane and be able to throw a legitimate strikes or legitimate spares and maybe bowl a 170. Um, you name it. You name the athletic event. Get on a soccer field and dribble a soccer ball down the field. The greatest athletes in the world. Get on a hockey rink. And this is where the, this is where the, the argument comes in with mm. most people. Skating's hard. Hit the way they hit that puck. The best athletes in the world are baseball players. If you take the top athletes in the major <laughs> leagues, if you take the top athletes in the major leagues, NFL, NBA, girls softball, NHL, uh, bowling leagues, ping pong players, soccer players from the from the Olympics, I don't care if they're wrestlers are badass dudes. But you ever seen Conor McGregor shoot a basketball, he looks like an idiot. Um, Michael Jordan getting in the, in the cage and look like him, the greatest athlete ever, and he can't look normal swinging a bat. My point is, is that if you put Mike Trout or if you put these baseball players with what they're doing in the major leagues or at the college level, they are going to come out at a landslide of the top NFL players playing ping pong all of it there's no way that you and your comrades and you're a baseball player too would keep up with me and my comrades on the baseball field if it was just a olympic style event where i'm not saying that i could get in the pool and beat michael phelps i'm not saying that i could go to the olympics and whip some buddy from china's ass on the ping pong i'm not saying that but i could look like i can i could look like i'm playing because of being a baseball player with the best eye hand coordination balance all of that stuff that's my opinion. Do you agree? Hang on. Around? Don't answer yet, Colton, oh, because I, right. I want people to know if we were videoing today when Chad said baseball players are the greatest athletes out there, Colton and I both busted up. So if you didn't hear it, you would have seen it. But If you put the top athletes on the football field up against baseball players, they are going to get smoked in all of those athletic events I just named. I don't know, man. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. I'll give, him, I'll give him credit if you can hit a hundred mile an hour fastball. But that's hard. That's I'll, not the only part of I'll baseball. Give it, I'm not saying that. that that's the hardest thing scientifically proven in baseball. <laughs> I'm saying that you'd put Mike Trout against any athlete in the NFL. He is going to smoke him on swinging a golf club. Are you out of your Ooh, mind? There's not a guy not in the a NFL. Chance. No. What not NFL a chance. player can swing a golf club like freaking Mike Trout? We're going to see three or four of them this year up at Tahoe. Basketball players, we all know what they look like <laughs> yeah. swinging a golf club. Charles There's a Bar few good, a few good ones there. Few. Steph Curry Every baseball player can, can swing the freaking club. Charles, now Charles Barkley, Again, not, not your best there's golfer. A, there's, a, there's exceptions. So they, they always say the baseball swing messes up the golf swing. So uh, ba the, the swing of the baseball, that's the hardest thing to do in sports is to hit a round object with tough. a round object consistently. That's why if you do it three out of ten times, you're an all-star. Pretty tough. But my argument would stand true if we put this together. There used to be a TV show on Spike TV called Pros versus Joes. Mm -hmm. That was a different kind of thing. I'm talking those athletic events. You could go back even further. 
Remember the one show where they would do, it would be kind of the Olympic thing and they would get these different athletes from different sports doing, you know, they'd run the hundred and then they'd do the hurdles and then they'd throw something and then they'd, they used to do that with different athletes. I do remember Baseball this. players World never won, by oh, the way. Oh, man. <laughs> Baseball is a lot of standing around, <laughs> sitting around the dugout, you get three at-bats a game. Throwing a child. Maybe. Four or five. <laughs> I'm telling you, the athletes that play baseball are the greatest all-around athletes when it comes to all of those events I just said. You are not going to take a no. linebacker off a football field and have him even come close to touching a baseball player on the ping pong table, the bowling lanes, any of that stuff. It's just not Mookie Betts, Mookie Betts will go bull a 300, go hit two home runs and then go win a ping pong tournament and then go shoot a basketball. Remember what I'm saying? I'm not saying that baseball players could go in the NBA and compete. I'm saying that if you put me on the court and my dribbling skills and then you put him or most of the guys in the NFL on, on the court to go up against Major League Baseball players, the Major League Baseball players are going to look like a basketball player. No. A football player is not. No. Is that fair to say? Disagree. Uh, uh, disagree on this one. side of the table. I, I could say bringing other sports to baseball would be super hard to do. That's where you'd have an advantage. But so you think dribbling that, a basketball, you think football I mean, players could outswim baseball players. He, he's got one of the greatest athletes on his team, and McCaffrey. What can't McCaffrey do? I mean, we'll we'll throw McCaffrey in with whoever you want. Then he'd be one of the and ones that would be like. I mean, he's the white whale, man. <coughs> we dig. That's, that's our, our our guy's last hope, man. He would be one of the ones the NFL sends to this competition. Yeah, he'd be and one he'd of kill ones. it. He'd, he'd, he'd yeah. kill it. He but might he, but, even be able to hit a baseball. But average speaking, the baseball players are going to win no. most of these events. Uh, no, I, I will bet. I'm not a big better, but I'll I'll take you. Well, on you're that so anti. You. You're just so no, football. No, I think baseball is great. I mean, you take Cal Ripken. He could he could Cal play basketball, Ripken. right? I mean, he had a basketball in the court, and he loved it for the off season. So so these guys goes back to our multi sport athlete, right? The the better athlete you are, then as you start to specialize and pick your sport, you you kill it. But but and some of these guys, Bo Jackson, you know. Um, Who's the other one we talk about? Deion Sanders. Deion. Deion. Could, could play at a high level two sports. Most of the guys, 90% of them, can't play two sports You know, at the NFL level or, I would or the MLB I, I level. I would love to be able to put this on because I know okay. that I would be I'm 100% in. right. I'm in. Let's do it. Let's, 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 let's put it on. do this. Let's put it on. <laughs> the but I'm, Colton and I are fully you against it. It's two against one here. On skateboard, he's falling off and breaking his wrist. Uh, it depends on that linebacker. Not, not, not some of these linebackers uh, of these, these days. <laughs> not some of these guys. I would love to see it. I like getting people's ruff, feathers ruffled up because Let's do I it. truly think uh, I would bet every dollar that I'm worth that baseball players are the all-around best athletes uh, on earth. I don't know, man. man. I, Save I saw Vogel back the other day, and you know. He's not too uh, – doesn't look too in shape. I mean, some of these guys at first base don't look – you know, like they could go in a pool and, and out-swim McCaffrey or, you know, ping-pong and all that. I don't I don't see it. I, I'm taking Colton for a few of these events too. Look at it. I mean, we might Dude, see him today in the weight room. He's going to come across. <laughs> <laughs> I might. He I might. He's looking at Throw me. You right, he'll ragdoll you. <laughs> I, I just have this feeling that, that it would be. But, I don't know, I think that – the, like being able to live that lifestyle of the professional athlete and then to be able to have a career and then be able to package that all up and go on with retirement and maybe the NFL Hall of Fame. Like it's just such a cool aspect of life that you can make it mm. because it's everybody's dream. 
everybody i put a thing on my refrigerator in college that i'm one of the best 1275 baseball players in the country because that's what was going to go in the draft that year i didn't get drafted but god it's like what if you did what if you got to live that lifestyle mm-hmm. and become a professional athlete and make your money playing a kid's game because yeah. that's really what you're doing yeah but i know that football's a man's game but dude mm-hmm. i was playing football in peewee pop warner when i was six and everybody dreams of man i want to be tony dorsett God, I'd love to be Emmett Smith or Barry Sanders, who's probably the best running back of all time. Mm-hmm. Probably would have broke every record they ever known yeah. to man. Yeah, yeah. But, man, what a cool thing. I mean, like, like start off earlier, man, pinch yourself. Humble. I mean, it's I'm getting played, paid, you know, damn good money to just play a game. And, you know, sometimes people forget that it's just a game. But, I mean, still, just to be able to not be coal mining in West Virginia or, you know, working my you know five to nine or nine to five whatever um to be able to just play a game and and make money and be able to support my family is is crazy i just i think i think it oh go ahead rob i was just gonna say nice job getting drafted right because that's that's not easy (laughs) yeah when did you when did you know you were you were did you know your senior year you were looking to get drafted yeah was it was it panning out that way or or was it even earlier you know, I thought I thought about coming out junior year. We had a we okay. had a really good squad at in Morgantown that year. Uh, I think it was twenty eighteen. You know, I I really thought about coming out, and you know, there was you know the inkling that I got was you know it'd be later rounds, maybe free agency, and then I was like, you know, maybe stay and and you know give them another year of film, and and then obviously it helped. I mean, fifth round, so it was awesome. it was it was a smart decision. How many rounds are awesome. a football draft? Seven. Seven of them, seven rounds. Yep. So, what is? Are you getting phone calls with your agent nonstop of like, it's probably gonna go on the fifth, or are you sitting there in the first round going, man, come on, call my number, call my number. <laughs> not, not a chance, man. My my agent told me it was gonna be the worst uh, weekend of my life. So I was like, did right, he really? Good. Yeah. And, and what was yeah. that? What was that like? Dude, it was wild because COVID. You know, I couldn't fly home, so I was in Arizona training all, uh, you know, up to that point. Gotcha. So I. Had, was by myself in an apartment with one of the guys I was working out with, you know, and you're just getting a phone call every once in a while, like, hey, you know, Cleveland's looking here, you know, San Fran's looking here, um, you know, maybe we'll think you're going to go, you know, sixth, seventh round. Obviously nothing first, man. I, first two days I was chilling. Um, and then the third day draft, you know, that's when the phone really starts to ring. And then, then you get that call. It's like, hey, Colton, you ready to be a Niner? And it's like, hell yeah, let's go. You know, it's – and that's just the the beginning of it. You know, you got no idea being a rookie at what's coming down the barrel. Yeah, because the difference between like baseball or I know there's developmental league in basketball, the NBA D League. There's not a developmental league in mm-hmm. football. So like, if you get drafted, this team is saying this dude's going to be on the squad, or because there's not like you go to rookie ball and then A mm-hmm. ball and then high A ball and then like you're there. Yeah, you're right. going you're going from West Virginia but, and you're playing against the best football players second or third best athletes on earth i mean and and colton can talk more about this but you know you go to summer camp there's 100 guys yeah and there's only 53 spots so you're going do i get one of these roster spots or or do i get practice squad or do they i mean it's it's scary yeah Yeah. we got 90 guys on the roster right now and they changed it usually it used to be you know cut seven guys or five guys and there'd be three cut days and then last day there's like 20 guys who get cut and it's a pretty dark day in the building, but now it's all on one day. So we're going to go from 90 to 53 in one day. And when, it's, when's that day? 
What, right he doesn't now, want to right know. Right now, it's almost June. <laughs> yeah, we start camp July 22nd, um, and then um, it'll probably be like August 27th or somewhere in there. Why are so, you Why are you out here so early then right now? OTAs. It's like our uh, We were wondering ball. what that meant. So it's like off-season training, you know, something. And it's uh, there's like four phases. You got your phase one, which is just strength and conditioning, just working out. And they allot you two hours, so you can't go over it through our PA. And then phase two is lifting and meetings. And phase three, which we start next week, it's um, lifting meetings and practice. So we'll get like an extra half hour practice. We'll do individual drills, work on our craft, that kind of stuff. And then uh, there's like a three-day mini camp at the end. And then, and then that's it. And then we get like 41 days, and then camp starts. So they've already let you know months in advance of the when camp starts that you have the job to lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you start for them last year? No. Uh-uh. How many games did you start last year? <clears throat> One, and I lasted a half. I got hurt. What happens between the last game of the season last year and June of 2023 that they – put that they have that mindset that you're going to be the guy like the depth chart is there Mm -hmm. like how how does that work of like he didn't start one game for us last year did they trade the guys that did did you make a huge improvement did you like how does that how does that come to be your fruition that come to fruition that you're the guy yeah i wonder that sometimes too (laughs) but uh no it was all it's all based on what the you know we're we're all graded off what our film looks it's all matters to them and, you know, right now with the film and how I've progressed from rookie year to second year to third year to this year, you know, they're expecting to be able to fill in the role that our right tackle had last year, which is start and play damn good football. And everything up to this point through practice and, you know, the clips I do have in game film are that, you know, they didn't draft a guy this year. Um, oh, wow. That's a big deal. That's that's a real big deal. It's huge. That's, they didn't draft an outside offensive tackle. They didn't draft a single offensive lineman this year. Really? Yeah. Well, then that's a huge sign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then when Rob says that there's going to be 100 or so in camp, <clears throat> you're not worried? Oh, I'm still worried. Always worried. <laughs> I, I still got the scars, man. Always I've, worried. I've I've been down the road of, of cut and, you know, your life ends. You know, I've been down that road. So, you know, the lessons that I've learned then are now – forging my career and now i know what half how i have to play how it has to look you know everything up to this point and now it's just be on a consistent basis how tall are you six six how much you weigh right now 315 how much will you want to weigh when you go into camp right now this when you see those those combines and you see you big bastards freaking doing that plate in the bar like 400 times what's your best 20 <laughs> no oh yeah man. no way five yeah that's yeah, it that, dude with how much 145 Two, 225. No, 225 oh it's They're, 225 so nba's 185 yeah. you've done yeah. 225 20 times what's the record is it in the 40s it's like oh 44 somewhere around that like 48 maybe oh so it's two plates for, for an NFL? offensive yeah, lineman right no, it's offensive line that's an offense okay yeah. all right what is it for the linebackers we're all the same everyone's 225 mm-hmm. what's your vert God, probably like twenty eight or something. something uh, what does that That's mean? That's nothing to laugh at. Twenty eight's good. Is that means that your, your legs are straight feet. and your feet are twenty eight inches off the ground? Yeah, he's reaching twenty eight inches. That's, oh, you could. That's good for six 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 three fifteen. Yeah. You are. Mm-hmm. 
what's your the, what's your body fat percentage? Twenty five point five. Dude, that's not I'm bad. I'm twenty one and he's six six three fifteen. I need to get my he body looks fat down. Good. I know. I need to get my body fat down. He's a <laughs> lineman. We're working I wish on I was that. Lower, dude. It's, you, know, you look down. And you're like, damn. I wish I, <laughs> wish gonna, I had some abs down he's there. He's gonna eat some lunch today. Nah, you don't. You're you, yeah. you're good. You're. He's good where he's Four at. Pack I'm not saying keg. he's not. No, no, I'm, I'm saying, saying I'm he, not good he where wants I'm at. That. Yeah, no, he wants a little, a little extra body fat's good. Yeah. So that means padding. <laughs> that's <laughs> right, padding. That's right. What is the when you when you get in that situation of being an, a starting offensive lineman and you go in there for this offensive series? How good a shape do you have to be in? Like you're going at it, your heart rate mm-hmm. is going up. Like, talk to me a little bit about the sports psychology of football in today's game of breathing, visualization, keeping your wits about you. Because if you go back up to the line out of the huddle and your heart rate's 170, you're probably not going to be able to do your job. So recovery comes into it, and all this. Mm-hmm. How have you got to the point to where you can play nonstop downs at 6'6", 315 pounds? Because most people would be like, that dude's can't. He's not going to be able to stay in there for four reps. Yeah. Like y'all are in there, and linemen are going through it. Like we talked about earlier. Every play. Mm-hmm. How how do you, how do you train for that? Do you have to do a ton of cardio? Do you have to get on a treadmill or a stairmaster and really do a lot of vert and incline exercise mm-hmm. exercises? How do you keep your your composure and your breathing under control and and your heart rate and all of that? So conditioning, we we don't really do a lot. I mean, we'll do some running. Like, I mean, it's the practice is our conditioning we'll have high days low days you know they, they call it climbing the mountain you know each day in camp we get a little bit more reps a little higher reps to where it's you know and they track everything gps they've got our yardages you know our speeds what the you know our deceleration stuff you know everything how our legs are feeling and then they base that on where we need to be at you know in camp based on what our season reps are so they have a history of everything that's um, you know, track from years before, and then they in- do stuff with injuries and stuff like that. But um, you know, the, there's not a lot of cardio or stairmasters or stuff like that. It's just the practice is the conditioning. You know, you're going full speed. It's you know, 90 minutes of practice, individual team reps, all that kind of stuff. And then you know, the wits, man. It's offensive line. We, you know, our line coach always tells us he's like, you never want to be up and down. It's it's like this. You just want to be flat. Because, you know, one play, you could give up a sack, strip sack, whatever. Or you could, you know, pancake block, 30-yard run, all that kind of stuff. But you want to be even keel level, man. And, uh, you know, we do some breathing training. Like, we had a, a guy come in the other day and do some Wim Hof. It's like some uh, breathing thing up in Scotland or up in Slavic uh, Viking thing. And, uh, you know, there's different things we do. Like, you know, I'll, I've got my own recovery plan and – um, you know, cold tub, hot tub, all that stuff, sauna, uh, this thing called Egoski we do. Um, but it's it's a lot of a lot of recovery, but you know, each guy's different on how they recover. Do you think that um what he's saying as far as the 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 training with no conditioning, like you've talked about this, like mm-hmm. he's anti he's mm-hmm. he's kind of like anti cardio kind of mm-hmm. like it is. Hey, like, I'm, I'm with him. Man. Yeah. <laughs> so do the other position players have to train a ton of cardio and get on a? No, no. Really? I mean, I mean, you'll do it for guys who are hurt trying to get them. Like if if they're not practicing, they'll do cardio and ropes and you know on the on the road bike and that kind of stuff. But I mean, for us, it's 
it's all it's all, all our conditioning is in the practice. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll lift weights and, and explosive and stuff like that, but it's all the practice is what conditions us. It is, and it's it's all by levels. No, I just think it would be hard to, you know, boxing. You've got to throw punches. You have to protect yourself, and then you're bouncing around. Your heart rate's going. It's a different style. That's a different level of physical, like cardio and in shape, yeah, right? But it's but it's that we've talked about it before. It's that conditioning, right? You you're conditioning yourself, not necessarily heart rate and that, but conditioning. He he's conditioned himself to just take hit after hit, and and then you get to where. That's just a normal day. Mm-hmm. I got to do this for 90 minutes, and I'm used to it. It's what I do, right? And so, like his coach said, stay on a level. You know, if that guy beats you, don't don't get, you know, your heart rate going and get all frustrated. He's going to beat you again. If you keep it even, you're like, okay, you got me there. You ain't getting me again. You know, it's that mindset that you got to just practice, practice, practice. But I love the metrics. The metrics has changed a ton. But and, and when you watch these practices, Chad, some of these coaches have it down where it's like it's so intense you don't have to do the cardio. Mm-hmm. That's the goal is to make it like a game. And that's where I think when I talk to our high school coaches or our college coaches, I'm like, I'm like, don't run them for 300 yards. Get, when they get to the 300-yard mark, they're running at 60%. You want them really good at 60% or do you want them at 100%? You got to train like the game, and I think that's the biggest drop. Is I bet the Niners are killing it, and most of the NFL teams are killing it. Some of the college teams are killing it. When you get to the high school level, and they're doing some stuff. I'm like, that is so antiquated. You just you just went back 40 years in terms of training and conditioning. Sad. How speaking of like going back 40 years, what just what about the game today? D1 college football is D1 West Virginia as good as D1 SEC? Now you probably don't play the level of competition, yeah, but the competition is. I think there's just more. There's there's a more base like the the level of player. There's more of them in like the SEC, like the Big Twelve. Like there's dudes on every team. It's how it is everywhere. There's one or two guys who are who are that guy. He's gonna get drafted. It's just the SEC's got more of them. And they love rubbing it in, man. And we got a couple guys. I got a guy from Georgia who loves talking smack about, you know, <laughs> SEC and draft guys and all that. But, I mean, it's a thing. Like, the Southeastern Conference, I mean, it's – they've got more, you know, developed players, better players than what other conferences have. And, you know, the competition, yeah. I mean, the Big 12 kind of gets a little smack talk on it because that level of competition is lower. Is it a huge difference in the league than it is at NCAA Division One? Is the game a lot faster? It's a big difference between D one college football in America to the NFL. Oh, hundred percent. It's almost to the point where, like, got like, you know, players. We it's hard to watch college football because it's so slow. Really? Yeah, hundred percent. Wow. And we'll watch the big even game. the SEC. I mean, we'll watch big games. You know, your your blue bloods, your Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, Auburn. Those kind of games are you know the championship, obviously. But it's hard to just sit there and watch college football because the speed of the game is wow. so much different. Because you think about it, it's, you know, there's three or four best guys on a team who are freaks, and now you just put them in a pool with a bunch of other freaks. I mean, it's, that's, that's all. You're the top 1% of the 1% in the NFL, and it's, it's fast, man. Wow. So 
That's yeah. That, I've always said that. Like I'd much rather watch NFL on TV than I do live because I miss it all live. Like you just, yeah. it's hard to keep up. So much going on. <laughs> so much going on, and like it don't matter what angle you have. It's like unless it's like a breakaway play, and the guy gets on the, you know, running back gets out and he's running. You can see that, but the stuff on the inside and the huddle and breaking through a huddle or the the you know the 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 rushing or the you know all of that part of it is so fast that I was always like, man, I'm. I'm just going to watch this on TV. It's mm-hmm. kind of the same way with the fight game, too. Like, you go to an, a UFC event live, and even if you're like, I've been octagon side. Yeah. It's so, like, you just miss so much that when TV, you know, they're slowing it down, and they got the recaps and the slow motion, and you just see way more of that game, that fight game, you know, from a TV position as opposed to being there live. But you cannot, the one thing that I would, that I that I get high on, and you do too, is that energy. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine getting that. 16 weeks a year that adrenaline rush of and more if you make the playoffs and the, and the uh, hopefully the super bowl for you all this year mm-hmm. god what a freaking feeling that would be that's like drugs that's like the biggest drug there could be of running out of that tunnel and those fans going nuts on your ass and like i don't know if any other sport in the world has that like nfl you hear the basketball crowds i guess soccer would because their audiences are so big yeah but nfl man these freaking they're fanatics I mean, they are fanatics. There's no like the Steelers or the 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 Packers. You know, every team's got it, but they're a different mindset of fan. Oh, yeah. They truly are. Like you go to a baseball game in the Bay as opposed to going and sitting in the end zone at an old Raiders game. I'd sit there and go, "Call oh, dang!" Like back when they were in Oakland, mm-hmm. I'd go to like some preseason and some regular season games, and there you'd swear there was like nine fist fights just in the end zone. Oh yeah, you don't see that a lot. Maybe at Dodger Stadium you do. Like you see some fist Philly. fights. But like it's a t- <laughs> Philly for sure. Philly, yeah, Philly's Philly fans. Sure. Exactly. It's a great point. But that the, it's just got to be the coolest yeah. freaking feeling. Um, we'll do another episode of our other our other podcast, The Foul Life, and talk about hunting. But I know that's a big part of your lifestyle, mm-hmm. the outdoors. You have a girlfriend. Yeah. Do we see an engagement coming on pretty soon, Colton? Are you going to let it out on this life <laughs> for everybody? Oh, yeah. Or are I, you looking for rings already? <laughs> yeah, we've looked, man. It's, it's coming. She wants it, you know faster than what it should be but let me guess <laughs> it's four, coming four carat uh, i don't know the settings i don't know the rings start Eight. small yeah start e- small. easy go, go easy small. here man. I, yeah. <laughs> what's her name i've, I've been small. cutting them i'm on a low contract we're not talking well, you crazy. need to wait till you get this big money she's she'll probably put that in there like that's, hey, what, you can, that's what she's waiting on that's why she's add. waiting you can always add. <laughs> does she come with you from small. west virginia no, we we met in Arizona where I was training at. She's originally from Iowa. Yeah. Oh, no. oh, she's a corn girl. Yeah, yeah. I love Iowa. Huge family. I love it. Yeah. So she's got to have some buddies that wrestle. That's the land of the wrestling. Mm-hmm. Hawkeyes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Hawkeyes, man. They love it. What do you mean you train in Arizona? Are you like at a sports a sports training facility that specialize a sports specialization deal to where like everything is like uh, – for lack of better knowledge, like I picture Ivan Drago and Rocky Four when they're over there in Russia <laughs> yeah. and they got him monitored up and they, they're finding out all of his movements. Is, it, is that what it's like? Yeah. I mean, it's maybe not as technologically <laughs> advanced as that, but yeah, it's like 20 alignment and, and that's all we do is, is lift and train together. And it's kind of like having a, a locker room in the off season. Cause a lot of guys will just go and do it by themselves or. Is this in Scottsdale? Uh, Chandler. Yeah. Chandler. So Chandler. right outside of Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I love that uh, place. used to be it's O-line performance. Now it's AMDG. It's part of our agency. And it's like 15 to 20 guys, mostly vets. And then you they bring in like a rookie class, two or three guys. Um, and they'll come in and, and train with us. So it's, uh, it's a cool gig. 
Very cool. All right, we are going to have what we call the Sierra Strength and Speed. Rob owns Sierra Strength and Speed. This is where I train. He's got a lot of good athletes in there, high school athletes wanting to go to the next level. Like there's a girl that was in there yesterday that's competing in the state championship swimming meet this coming week. Awesome. She's She'll got go she's Iowa. got some offers at she's Iowa. Going to Iowa. She's going to Iowa. She's going to Iowa. Cool. Yeah. The hot seat presented by Sierra Strength and Speed, Reno, mm. Nevada, with the great Colton McKivitz. Celebration time. You get to order what you want at a bar. Do you drink alcohol? And if it is, are you going to have a cold beer or are you going to have a bourbon on the rocks to celebrate or just to chill out the house? Are you a beer guy or a whiskey guy? I've started to get into the whiskey. I'm starting to I – mean, there's a little moonshine in there too, but it's – Oh, uh, I got, I got, that's some I got, West Virginia got, shit right there, connect, boy. I got a connection in more, down in West Virginia for that. That's Is it degrading funny. to look at you and as a – does anybody on your team ever, like, make the banjo sound because you did live part of your oh, life yeah, in West Virginia? banjos, yeah. It's <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, I bet you hear that all the time. In the, cousins, <laughs> everything. It's, it's fair game. Of me, Have man. you seen that documentary, The Whites of West Virginia? Oh, yeah. Holy jeez. Jeez, like Hank Williams Sr., Hank Williams Jr., not Jr., Hank Williams the third, mm-hmm. And I watched that. So, dude, I was in awe. I'm like, this is really happening in West Virginia. Blue people in Kentucky, man. We got it all. <laughs> if you're in the training room, do you listen to country music and redneck shit, or are you Metallica and Slipknot, got to get it fired up kind of guy? Uh, the crew, Metallica. Oh, the crew. Slip, this sounds know, like I was listening to Slipknot here, man. It's... Now it'll it'll get changed. We'll have some battles on the who's who controls the radio for sure. But uh, Thursdays is usually that's, we'll, we'll take over. That's why you guys spots. have to separate the weight room times, right? It's all we're all together right now. But we'll uh, usually uh, the guys will get Monday to Wednesday, and then Thursday when we heavy squat, I'll I'll take over the radio, put on some Slipknot and Metallica, and they love it. Vacation time? Do you want to be in the mountains, or do you want to be on a nice beach in Florida or the Amalfi Coast of Italy? I'd love to go to Canada, man. But I did get some beach time this year. I was forced to go there. You can but, go to Canada with us this year. This is the problem of being friends with somebody like you is that you, you can't go. Like that time of the year, you just – I mean, I, can you can you play on Sunday and then be like, hey, I'm going to go meet Chad up in Alberta and fly up there Sunday night after the game and hunt for two or three days? Or do you have to get right back to the process? If I got a bye week or a Thursday night game, I'll make it happen. Well, let's, look, <laughs> let's look at it. We're going we're gonna to be up there. But usually like. my hunting – most of my hunting mm-hmm. is – you know, spring snow goose and and our and why hunt in Missouri, and then um, you know we had a Thursday night game in Seattle, won the conference, flew back, had a half hour to get everything ready, drove up to Calusa, hunted, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So when I when I can get it, I go. It's as cool. a, as an NFL football player, yes or no? Should guys be cheerleaders? <laughs> Spot, man. He said it was a hot seat. It is a hot it's, seat. It's heating up. I mean, can we take these guys seriously? I mean, they probably all whip my ass, but I mean, like, they tape their wrists and then they hold the girl and they flip them and stuff. Like, should guys be cheerleaders or? They can dance. I'll give them that. <laughs> so as far as I'll go. Good answer. Best football movie of all time. Ooh, Friday Night Lights or Longest Yard. Okay. Adam Sandler or okay. Burt Reynolds? He's in both, but Adam, uh, Adam Sandler. I'm going to take. Uh, okay. I right. love that movie, and I love Nelly in it. How about? I'm a Wildcats guy, though. Goldie uh, Hawn. If you've never seen right. it, Wesley Snipes, Goldie Hawn. I'm going to throw this one out. I'm older than you, though. How old are you? 26. 
Oh, you're young. Dude, you're young. Jack's Jack's 25. Age. I'll be 26. 25, <laughs> 6, 6, 3, 15. Jack is 26, 5, 10, 105. Yeah, we, we were saying he doubled him. Easy. <laughs> so what were you going to throw in? Remember the Titans. Yeah. Is that Denzel yeah. Washington? Denzel. Yeah. yeah. I'm going. I'm still going. I'm All still right. going. Like I, everybody I say, I say, what's the best baseball movie made? And a lot of people like. I just had Sean Estes on from the Giants. He was a Giants standout that's from this part of the country. He picked Eight Men Out, and I, I think Major League's the best baseball movie of all time. Oh yeah, hundred percent. The most, they're the most recognized lines. I could quote that movie. It's on uh, TNT every night at the hotel, man. It was Major League One and Major League Two the past three nights. So oh really? They're watching. Oh, I love that. Free. They got chili dogs over there. I can do the whole movie. <laughs> Shit, I've been cut already. When they red tag Wesley Snipes. Oh man, that, oh, he's been in, he was in Wildcats too. Wesley Snipes is a he he's in the two best sports movies of all time, Major League mm. and Wildcats. You don't remember Wild? You G L Y. You ain't got no alibi. You ugly. You ugly. Your mama says you ugly. Dude, it's uh, I think it's Woody Harrelson. No, Woody Harrelson's the quarterback in it. Goldie Hawn gets picked to go be this head football coach at this inner city school. It's genius movie. Like, got to watch it, Wildcats. It's really good. The cheerleaders are hilarious. It's freaking awesome. So now we're going to go have lunch. We're going to have California rice specs Mm -hmm. with rice, maybe a butter noodle. I can't remember what the girl said. I'm doing the carnivore diet because he's trying to get me down 20 more pounds. I'm having the hardest time with it. Like, I want to eat rice so bad right now. carbs? Yeah, I'm off did I did keto my uh, rookie year. Well, before draft process up into rookie year. That was tough. It's hard. It's see it's, a cheeseburger, man. I was eating it with lettuce buns. <laughs> it's stupid. It's actually stupid to even put yourself through it. It's so not cool. Like I just went in there to get a I, snack and I grabbed three pork rinds and they're we're having that party here tonight for my buddy Dave. And we got there's so much junk food in there for chips mm-hmm. and and shit. And I'm just like, God, I'd do anything to have a Dorito. Well and and let me say this. I'm not making him do this day. He chose it. So it's it's you know, I'm working out on five days a week. Yeah. You're gonna see me in there today. We are going to put to bed this argument of who the better athlete is, baseball or football. We're oh, gonna do some drills today. Oh, jump man. rope. Um, you already know you already got me on jump rope. No, I bet you got <laughs> oh, me. Oh, we're gonna make him a I'm jump rope. <laughs> That's Colt McKibbitt's what jersey number? Sixty eight. What position? Offensive tackle. Wins first game of the season. September is September tenth in Pittsburgh. Ooh, that's going to be that's fun. homecoming oh. for me. Yeah. That's going to be fun. T.J. Watt. Yeah. <laughs> the one game I want to talk to you about is Dallas at San Francisco. That's like – that's the most American shit you could yeah. ever get. Cowboys at Niners. The heritage, the clubs, the competition in the past, that's pretty badass. Our past two seasons, man. Playoffs, it's been awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's they got rid of their running back. Is, is Zeke? What's his name? Zeke. Yeah, he's gone. Where'd he go? No idea. They still got Pollard though. We'll see. He's pretty good. When you saw that guy fall on the field in the game that that everybody watched in Buffalo, what does that just scare the living shit out of you when you see something like that happen? Uh, I wouldn't say scare. Um. It's just like a realization of what's going on on the field. There's so much violence that you're like, you're playing the game. It's, oh, you know, and then you see it happen, you know, 10 minutes goes by, half hour goes by, and then they cancel the game. It's like, damn, dude, like this guy, you know, pretty much died on the football field for what we love to play. And, you know, we everyone talks about, you know, you know that, oh, you die for football. I die for this game. And then you see it and it's like, you sure about it? Yeah. And then 
next day you're back in it like nothing ever happened yeah i was in awe that night all right we're gonna leave this podcast now with colton go ahead and take your most favorite country song and sing it into that mic (laughs) you got one can you sing colton oh my karaoke song is uh she thinks my tractor's sexy oh little kenny chesney kenny chesney yeah i like it i like that song all right we're out of here Tune in next week for another episode of This Life Ain't For Everybody, brought to you by the one and only Tennessee Sour Mash Whiskey. Enjoy it responsibly. Never allow underage drinking. Thank you, Jack Daniels, for believing in us. I might have a Jack Daniels tonight. Not until after this workout, though. I'm going to burn 1,200 calories in a workout. Deal. And then have a Jack Daniels. For Colton, for Rob, I'm Chad. Thank you all for being here. on earth won't last too long. So what you going to do? The money's all gone. I'd rather be poly. Is hell without a soul. Life on earth won't last that long. What you gonna do when the money's all gone? Say life on earth won't last that long. What you gonna do when the money's all gone?